Hey, what's up? Hello, you guys. Welcome back to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I am glad you're here. Um, what's up, guys? How are you all doing? It's been a minute since we last talked, and by Bennett, I mean roughly 78 days. A lot's happened between now and then, and I want to get you guys caught up if you don't know already. We recently got to the end of the summer wrestling schedule, which began in May with the Iowa Freestyle and Greco State tournaments. I know that there were a handful of local tournaments and other big events before that. Um, but that's kind of more or less where I feel like the summer wrestling season always kicks off. Um, it continued into June with the 16U and Junior National Duels, and then it actually just finished last week with the 16U and Junior National Championships up in Fargo. I'll be honest, between all the summer wrestling, some time off here and there, and everything else in between, um, it was kind of tough to find time to put out consistent podcasts, so I basically took the last few months off. It ended up being a really nice thing because it kind of allowed me to get a grip on what the summer wrestling schedule looked like. I tend to cover a lot of these things from a distance, or at least I have in previous years. This year's, I got to be there um, a lot more in person, right? I was in Indianapolis for the 16 new duels. I went down to Tulsa for the junior duels, and then I was up in Fargo for the national championships. Um, but I also wanted to kind of get my screw uh, head screwed back on after what was a long and eventful wrestling season through the winter months and even into the early portion of the spring. Um, really wanted to take some time to rethink how I wanted to approach the podcast moving forward. Uh, maybe some new theme music, maybe uh, more geared toward a once-a-week show, uh, maybe some more interviews, maybe uh, soon to find a co-host to bounce ideas off of. The whole nine, I thought about everything. Um, those plans still very much in the works and we'll try to implement some of those changes in the months ahead as we get ready for the next wrestling season but for now i wanted to bring back the podcast to try and wrap up the summer wrestling slate also get you guys ready for the olympics the olympic wrestling competition begins this weekend um we're recording this on a tuesday wrestling is going to begin in earnest uh in tokyo saturday evening our time um i know the times are the schedules are a little wonky just because i think japan's what 13 hours ahead of us um so it took a little while to finally get a wrap on that but I think we finally have it down to the point where uh, we can watch everything. Um, we can be on time with everything, and we hopefully won't miss a single uh, wrestling match at the Olympics, both American and otherwise. Um, I've got a few shows planned in the lead-up to the Olympic Games, um, or at least the wrestling portion of the Olympic Games. I know they're kind of already underway, um, but that's going to get us through this busy stretch um, with some good wrestling content. Um, we'll tackle all of that in the days ahead, but right now today, July 27th, again on a Tuesday, we're going to recap Iowa's busy summer wrestling slate, looking back at the uh, the national duels, both 16U and G. Junior. Also going to look at the individual national championships as well as the cadet world championships because for the first time since 2014, Iowa had a representative on the men's freestyle world team. Um, along the way, we're also going to highlight some wrestlers who produced some strong performances throughout the spring and summer seasons. Um, so I wanted this to be a quick show, but you guys probably know me better than that. I ramble quite a bit, um, but we'll throw down that intro music, get things rolling right here. Thanks again for tuning in, you guys. Welcome back. Hope you enjoy the show. Let's start here. Quick overview of everything that went down this spring and summer. I know I already kind of hit on it, but um, after the freestyle and Greco State tournaments, that again, that was back in May, we had the 16U duels, which were in June, the Junior National duels, which were also in June, uh, the 16U Junior National Championships, freestyle and Greco, those were in July just last week, and then also the Cadet World Championships, which were also last week. So very, very busy. We're going to go in that order real quick right here to kind of break down um, 
Kind of how all the Iowa kids did during these big events, right? The 16-year national duels, we'll start there. They were in Indianapolis. Um, and Iowa sent a team that didn't include all of the age-level hammers, but they still sent some studs, right? As a result, um, they hovered around 500, 4-4, four and four, with a 12th place finish in the Greco competition. And then they went 5-4 and four and took 13th in freestyle. Uh, this competition canceled last summer because of COVID-19. It serves a handful of purposes, right? All these dual events do. Um, first and foremost, it's a great way for wrestlers to get high-level matches in the summer, right? The 16U duels, one of three national duel competitions um, that USA Wrestling hosts throughout the uh, the summer months. You got the 14U, which is uh, used to be called Schoolboy. Um, the 16U duels that uh, you know formerly Cadet, and then the Junior duels, um, which were down in Tulsa this year. These events um, often feature some of the nation's uh, most talented wrestlers at each of the age levels, right? Second, um, second primary goal of these dual tournaments helps facilitate USA Wrestling's mission of growing the sport at the ground level across the country, right? So Iowa's 14U, 16U, and junior national dual teams are decided in part by the Freestyle and Greco State tournaments. That's kind of another reason why I use that as the unofficial starting point of what's this, what becomes the summer wrestling season, right? There's just a lot of things that are set in motion because of the results that come out of Freestyle and Greco State. Uh, third and finally, um, states can earn bragging rights, right, by beating each other in these tournaments. It's a dual-style format, encourages a hard-to-beat team camaraderie among the wrestlers from different schools. Um, and it's just, honestly, it's just a lot of fun to just kind of be there in person and, and watch all these guys from all these different schools kind of come together as Team Iowa um, and watch them compete, right? Because there's a lot of high-level matches that come out of this. Um, you know, sometimes you get some heroes who may not normally get, um, you know, a lot of love during the season or a lot of attention or a lot of media coverage during the season. You know, they kind of get an opportunity to shine at some of these bigger events in the summertime. Um, so, yeah, Iowa's 16U team made up mostly of high school freshmen and sophomores, handful of older eighth graders that were in there as well. Here were the standout performers. We already touched on the team results here, some of the individuals that stuck out while I was in Indianapolis watching the action. Um, Osage's Nick Fox. We're uh, Not the first time or the last time we're going to mention um, Nick Fox here. 15-1 and one overall at the 16U duels, guys. 6-1 and one in Greco, 9-0 and oh in freestyle. Recorded six technical falls, three pins, and he only lost when he bumped up a weight. He wrestled 52 most of the week, only uh, bumped up to 60 for one match, and he ended up losing that one 10-6. to six. Um, But in his 15 wins, outscored his opponents 100 28 to 29 he put on a show in so many other ways too you guys scored a four-pointer with 30 seconds left to win one match scored another four-pointer with 10 seconds left to win another match uh rallied to win two more matches uh he outlasted a, a florida wrestler real tough florida wrestler in a slugfest um he was iowa's 16 u 16u duels breakout star um, another wrestler that stood out at the 16U duels, uh, West Sioux's Mikey Baker. 8-0 in Greco. That was the only style he wrestled. He went home uh, during the freestyle competition. But 8-0 with four tech falls, two pins, and he outscored his opponent 66-8. His headlock was something fierce, guys. Um, and the impressive part about his performance was you just kind of knew that he knew what he was doing when he stepped out on the mat to wrestle Greco. Oftentimes, that's kind of a struggle because kids don't practice Greco as much, especially here in Iowa. I know there's a huge emphasis on wrestling freestyle. Um, you know, very rarely do you get a guy who's pretty Greco savvy, um, you know, not just in Iowa, but really all around the country. A few states really emphasize it, but but just not many, right? Uh, Mikey Baker, he's part of the Legends of Gold Club that's out in South Dakota. That's one of the clubs that definitely emphasizes uh, Greco-Roman wrestling. It showed at the 16U duels, um, and it also showed in Fargo where Mikey Baker became a Greco-Roman All-American. We'll talk more about that here in just a moment. 
Another standout performer from the 16U National Duels, Waverly Shell Rocks McCray Haggerty, who finally got his hands on some nationally ranked competition. Um, you know, he won a state title this past year, went undefeated, um, was able to beat, uh, you know, a real tough competitor in Griffin Gamble, beat him twice. Um, but, you know, how does he stack up nationally? 16U Duels kind of revealed a little bit of that. He went 12-3 and overall, 6-1 and in Greco, 6-2 and in freestyle, uh, recorded a Greco pin over Pennsylvania's Sonny Sasso, a freestyle technical fall over Michigan's Adam Hesalius, um, drop matches to Ohio's Carter Nevis and uh, Florida's Sawyer Barl, um, both of whom are considered some of the best in the country at 195 pounds. So very eye-opening experience for McCray, uh, but it also kind of revealed that, hey, he's right up there with some of those best guys in the country. Um, his performance at Fargo, we'll touch on here in a minute, kind of reinforced that idea. Uh, Jake Walker, another GoHawk wrestler, 7-2 uh, and two in freestyle at the 16U duels. He, he struggled a little bit through the Greco competition, went 3-3 three and three overall. He actually lost his first three matches in Greco. Then he rebounded to go 10-2 and two the rest of the way. So he won his last three Greco matches, 7-2 and two in freestyle. Pretty good stuff there from Jake Walker. Again, we'll touch on his performance at Fargo here in just a minute. Uh, finally, from the 16U duels, Lisbon's Wyatt Smith, uh, thirteen and four overall as the sixteen U heavyweight for Iowa, seven and one in Greco, six and three in freestyle. He was kind of buried on Lisbon's depth chart this past season uh, behind Cole Clark and Brant Baltez. Clark won a state title at two hundred twenty pounds. Baltez was a third place finisher at heavyweight. That was at the Class One A state tournament. Um, safe to say, Smith probably going to step right into Lisbon's starting spot at heavyweight, and the Lions are going to be just fine. He later parlayed that performance at the sixteen U duels into an All American finish at the. 16U National Championships in Fargo. Again, we'll touch on that in a little bit, just a little bit later in the show. That was the 16U duels. A week later, Iowa's junior duels team, they turned in two top eight performances down in Tulsa. Uh, the Greco team went eight and one and took seventh. Um, that's going to sound really weird and kind of annoying, but sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, the freestyle team, though, that was kind of the big emphasis going down to Tulsa for the junior national duels. They went seven and zero. Oh, they won the damn thing for the first time since 2005. So the junior duels four-day event showcases some of the nation's best high school wrestlers um, in freestyle and Greco um, after a year hiatus because, again, of COVID-19. Uh, it returned this year with high expectations and delivered on that promise in so many different ways, guys. Iowa went down to Tulsa, guarded optimism, but they had a lineup that featured many of the state's best wrestlers. As it happened, Iowa absolutely torched the competition that week. Uh, they won 80 of 105 individual matches total. They outscored teams 328 to 170 combined in duels and the individual wrestlers outscored their opponents by a combined 901 to 347 that is absolutely staggering of the 80 individual victories 54 of them were by technical fall including 39 of those by shutout another seven of those wins were by pin when i say dominant i mean freaking dominant um, iowa trailed in a duel just six times all week at the junior freestyle national duels four of those times they either tied the duel or took the lead in the very next match. Um, their closest duel was a 36-27 to slugfest win over California in the first round of the gold-silver bracket. Their biggest deficit was just 6-2 to against Oklahoma in the championship duel. So four wrestlers went undefeated for Iowa during the week of the free, junior freestyle duels. Uh, Southeast Polk's Nate Jessaroga went 7-0 at 113. He was methodical and relentless. Iowa City High's Ben Keeter went 5-0 at 220. He was a human highlight reel that week, guys. Uh, Fort Dodge's Drew Ayala, 7-0 at 100 pounds. He was the perfect leadoff man for Iowa at the smallest weight. And then his older brother, Drake Ayala, also from Fort Dodge, 7-0 at 126 pounds. He was named the tournament's most outstanding wrestler after recording seven technical falls. So, 
that was, yeah, Iowa, they just kind of bullied their way through the competition, right? Their first round win, 64-1 to over Arkansas. Uh, second round win, 50-12 to win over Minnesota's B team. And then uh, preliminary pool final, 50-14 to over Ohio's A team. Um, the onslaught continued in championship pool play. They opened again 36-27 over California, came back the next day, 47-17 win over Wisconsin, then a 41-23 win over Illinois, which was especially sweet since Illinois, they tend to pride themselves on freestyle and Greco wrestling, especially at the junior levels. Um, and Illinois' junior national duel team had actually beaten Iowa the last three times that Iowa had made the finals of the junior national duels. So Iowa able to take care of them in what was essentially a pseudo uh, semifinal duel in the final against Oklahoma who beat Minnesota's A team in what was the other pool um, Oklahoma led 6 to 2 um, after two highly competitive matches, right? 138 pounds is where the duel started. Uh, Carter Young, who's headed to Northwestern, beat Joel Jessaroga 4-1. to one. Um, That was at 138. And then right after that, very next match, 145, Caleb Rachi from Ankeny dropped an 8-7 to seven decision against Division One bound Jordan Williams. Um, that's not the last time that they're going to meet this summer either, so put a pencil in that one. But hey, 6-2, to two, Iowa's down, and they respond by flexing their overall depth and talent. Uh, Jack Gockel, state champ from Sergeant Bluff Luton, he scored a pair of four-point throws and took out 14th-ranked Angelo Ferrari, 10-5 at 152 pounds. And then Aiden Riggins from Waverly Shower Rock, he scored a takedown with one second left on the clock to beat top-ranked John Wiley, 7-4. That was at 160 pounds. That tied the duel at 8-all. So then comes Gabe McGeo from MFL Marmac. He had a 10-9 win over Jackson Randall at 170 pounds. Uh, McGeo, uh, he wrestled nine matches, actually, at 160 pounds between, uh, you know, earlier in that week at the Junior Greco National Duels. He went 5-4 and four overall, some mixed bag, um, decided to stick around for freestyle. He bumped up for this particular match, and he led 9-0 early in the second period, hung on to beat Randall, who was an Oklahoma State champ. Um, you know, just talking about unsung heroes and how awesome it is for these kids to kind of come together as Team Iowa. Gabe McGeo kind of embodied that with his big victory um, you know, in that final duel against Oklahoma, um, even cooler too. That result gave Iowa an 11 to nine lead, and they never trailed again. Uh, Griffin Gamble uh, came back out right after McGeo with a 10-0 technical fall. Wyatt Voker from West Delaware came out and won a nationally ranked matchup over AJ Heed 4-2 at 195. Uh, ben Keeter came out. Emmanuel Skillings a 10-1 victory for or 10-0 victory for Keeter right there. That turned out to be Iowa's sixth straight win. That put them up 22 to 10. So from six to two to 22 to 10, just in the blink of an eye, that tells you how good this Iowa dual team was. Um, Ayala Brothers notched technical falls. Nate Jessaroga had a technical fall. Ryder Block closed down the duel from Waverly Shell Rock with another technical fall to 132 pounds. Um, pounded his chest at his teammates who joined him up on the staged mat afterwards. Um, just an excellent duel. An excellent week overall for the Iowa Junior Men's Freestyle World uh, National Dual Team. Um, so pretty awesome to have been down in Tulsa to watch them take care of business for the first time in more than a decade. I mean, in 2005, a lot of these guys were two, three, four years old. Um, so really cool to kind of see them come together and, and do something that I was only ever done now two times ever in their history. Um, so really awesome stuff there from Team Iowa at the Junior Freestyle National Duels. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the uh, individual national championship portion of this summer recap.
So those were the national duels, kind of long-winded there, um, but you guys should know better by now, right? Um, next up, the 16U and Junior National Championships, which were held in Fargo. That's where I was basically all of last week, um, majority of last week at least. Overall, um, Team Iowa, this is kind of the individual-oriented encore to the National Duel Championships, right? Um, so you've got the 16U National Tournament that's got men's freestyle, women's freestyle, and Greco. Then you got the Junior National Tournament, again, men's freestyle, women's freestyle, and Greco. Um, overall, on the whole, Iowa finished with 31 total All-American honorees um, from 27 different wrestlers. So you had four guys that ended up becoming double All-Americans. We'll touch on those guys as we kind of go. Um, but that's pretty righteous, right? 31 total All-Americans finishes for team Iowa over the course of you know it's it's a seven day grind of a tournament right six total tournaments really when you think about it all mixed into um you know what what ultimately blends together as one really long just intense insane tournament um pretty cool Pretty cool, I thought. So we're going to go right in order, just kind of how the tournament's wrapped up, which means we're going to start with 16U women's freestyle. Iowa had three All-Americans at this particular age group. Uh, Charles City's Lily Luff, she took fifth place at 132 pounds. Uh, Southeast Polk's Bella Porcelli, fifth place at 164 pounds. And then Lewis Central Sophie Barnes, seventh place at 127 pounds. So um, kind of a cool note here from this performance. Iowa's three All-Americans, that matches the highest total ever at a single 16U Women's Freestyle National Tournament. Um, Iowa also had three 16U Women's Freestyle All-Americans in 2011 and in 2019, which leads me to this next fun note, right? Um, Iowa's six total 16U Women's Freestyle All-Americans in the last two national tournaments kind of reinforces the idea that the state's overall talent level is rising along with the participation numbers. I know we've talked a lot about that when it comes to the whole girls wrestling movement here in the state of Iowa. Not only are more girls wrestling, but they're also just getting better too, and I thought that performance in Fargo really reinforce that idea. Um, you know, if you don't believe me, six total All-Americans at the last two 16U Women's Freestyle National Tournaments. Consider this. Iowa had just five total Women's Freestyle All-Americans um, at the 16U level between 2012 and 2016. So pretty spectacular progress being made there by the women's wrestlers in the state of Iowa. Um, so the 16U Men's Freestyle had six All-Americans for Team Iowa. Waverly Shell Rock's Jake Walker took second at 220, got to the finals. We'll touch on him a little bit more here in just a second. Osage's Nick Fox, we heard that name before, third place at 152 pounds. Waverly Shell Rock's uh, McCray Haggerty, another GoHawk wrestler, third place at 195. Um, Norwalk's Maddox Borcherding Johnson, who's going to head to Iowa to play football, also a very talented wrestler in his own right, two-time Class 3A state medalist, and now a 16U men's freestyle All-American, fourth place at heavyweight. Another Norwalk wrestler, Tyler Harper, seventh place at 94 pounds, so a couple of warrior wrestlers there finishing on the 16U podium at the national tournament. And then finally, Fort Dodge's Drew Ayala, uh, tremendous rest, uh, tremendous uh, performance at the Junior National Duels back in June, comes back with a 16U All-American finish at 100 pounds. Um, excellent stuff there from Drew, seventh place. Junior men's freestyle, seven more All-Americans for Iowa at this age level, um, and four of them ultimately reached the finals, which I thought was very, very impressive. Um, Four Dodges' Drake Ayala was the lone champ, though, at 126 pounds. This was actually his second junior men's freestyle national title and third freestyle national title overall because he won a cadet title back in 2017, won his first junior freestyle title in 2019, and now here again in 2021. Drake Ayala is a national champ. He went 7-0 and outscored his opponents 72 
22 to 4 and was named the tournament's most outstanding wrestler. Again, he knifed through one of the deepest, strongest brackets in the entire field, a deserving end to an all-time Iowa high school wrestling career. Drake Ayala, we're going to hear from him in just a moment. Um, Ankeny's Caleb Rachi, you mentioned him earlier when it came to the national duels. Um, second place at 145 pounds, got to the finals. Capped his career, National Men's Freestyle runner-up, blasting his way to the finals where he again ran into Jordan Williams. Uh, Rachi wrestled, man, dang near wrestled the perfect match, guys. Held a 3-1 lead late in the second period, was in on a shot, was trying to probably just kill a little bit of clock as the clock ticks down, less than 10 seconds left. Williams found a way to score an exposure at the gun to win 3-3 on criteria because the last point scored. The result ultimately held up on review. That made it 4-3 Jordan Williams in the national finals. Absolutely heart-wrenching match to watch live, let me tell you. Um, another finalist from Team Iowa at the Junior Men's Freestyle National Tournament, Waverly Shell Rocks, Aiden Riggins, second place at 160 pounds. Riggins, like Rachi, barreled his way into the national finals and also lost on a late scoring sequence to Michigan's Josh Barr. Barr uh, scored two on the edge to win the match 4-4 to on criteria. Again, last point scored. It was another heartbreaking loss for Iowa in the national finals. But there was also this too. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you'll remember that Riggins and Rachi actually met in the Class 3A state finals last February at 152 pounds. Um, and now both of them here in July ended up in the junior national finals at different weights. Um, again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think that's pretty Pretty damn cool, and that could potentially go down as one of the most credentialed state finals matchups in Iowa wrestling history. I don't know. I'd have to look a little bit more into that, but I got to think it's probably up there, right? Uh, fourth finalist for Team Iowa in junior men's freestyle, Iowa City High's Ben Keeter, second place at 220 pounds. Um, guys, Keeter has spent much of the summer. Uh, wrestling and also playing baseball for Iowa City High and he's also been preparing for what's been expected to be a pretty uh, big breakout football season for him come the fall. All he did this spring and summer, he won a junior folk style national title in March, uh, nearly made the cadet world team trials finals in May, went undefeated at junior duels in June and then reached the junior freestyle national finals in July. Guys, he is a rare special type of multi-sport athlete and has the potential to go down as an all-timer. He's only a sophomore too, which I think is is probably the coolest part about the whole thing. Um, other junior freestyle All-Americans from Iowa, Bondurant Farage, Connor Pfizer took fifth place at 106 pounds. Uh, Waukee Northwest Griffin Gamble, we mentioned him earlier when it came to the junior duels. He took eighth place at 182 pounds, and he actually lost his first-round match and had to rattle off seven wins in a row in the Russellbacks to become a junior All-American. He won those seven matches by a combined 64-17. to That is a tough, tough thing to do at that tournament, guys. Kudos to Griff and kudos uh, to Waukee Northwest. Awesome stuff from there. Final All-American in junior men's freestyle was West Delaware's Wyatt Volker, eighth place at 195 pounds. We're going to talk about him here in just a little bit, so stay tuned. Um, As we continue through Iowa's All-Americans at the Junior and 16U National Championships, Junior Women's Freestyle, Iowa only had one All-American, but it was very notable. Bettendorf's Ella Schmidt, fifth place at 117 pounds. It's been quite the year for Ella, guys. Um, in January, she pinned her way to a second straight Iowa Girls State Championships. In February, she qualified for the Boys State Tournament and recorded a pin in the Russellbacks. Um, in May, she reached the semifinals of the Cadet Women's Freestyle World Team Trials. Now, 
She's a junior women's freestyle All-American. One more note when it comes to women's wrestling in Iowa, the four total combined All-Americans between the 16U and junior divisions ties for the second most Iowa's ever had at the Women's Freestyle National Championships. 2013, they also had four. In 2011, this was the most. They had seven girls combined for eight All-American finishes between both divisions. So kudos to the girls. Kudos to Ella Schmidt, um, junior women's freestyle National All-American. 16U Greco-Roman Iowa had seven All-Americans. Um, a lot of these names are going to sound pretty familiar because we've been talking about them quite a bit all show. Um, Osage's Nick Fox, again, uh, just another stellar performance. He took second at 152 pounds, got to the national finals, uh, followed up his strong 16U duels performance with a double All-American finish at Fargo, which was tremendous, one of three 16U double All-Americans for Team Iowa. Um, he kind of cemented his Iowa high school stardom after this summer, guys. And here's the cool part. Again, he's only going to be a junior in the fall, so we get two more years of this kid in an Osage singlet, which I think is pretty awesome. Um, Waverly Shell Rocks McCray Haggerty, again third place at 195 pounds again another double all-american third in both styles he went 12 and 2 overall at fargo with nine wins by technical fall and two more by pin tremendous performance for him both again in fargo 16u duels really all summer because he was at the cadet world team trials as well took fourth there won both freestyle and greco state championships um, we're going to touch more on the Gohawks here in a bit, but as you can kind of tell from some of the results here, they're going to be quite loaded next season. Um, other 16U Greco All-Americans, Lisbon's Wyatt Smith, again, heavyweight. We touched on him during the 16U dual section. Um, sixth place at 285 pounds. Um, so, Lisbon, you got an All-American coming home. Um, Southeast Polk's Riker Graff, seventh place at 94 pounds, and then Iowa City West Justin Avila, seventh place at 138 pounds. Fun fact about both Graff and Avila, these guys are both... Um, All-Americans as 8th graders. Um, so they're going to be freshmen in the fall. Graf's headed to Southeast Polk. Avila headed to Iowa City West. Um, they're both expected to be pretty big-time contributors to both of those 3A programs. So it's going to be fun to kind of see them progress after they both had really strong summers as well. West, who's Mikey Baker? We talked about him earlier in the show. 7th place at 145 pounds. 16U Cadet Greco All-American. And then Waverly Shell Rocks, Jake Walker. Another double All-American. The third out of three. 16U double All-American, 8th place at 220 pounds in the Greco tournament. Um, another double All-American for the Gohawks specifically. Uh, Walker was Iowa's only 16U freestyle national finalist, rebounded to take an 8th place finish in Greco. And I can't help but think about how nasty Waverly Shell Rock is going to be next season, guys. Um, think about this. The Gohawks will have Aiden Riggins, who is a junior national finalist, Jake Walker, 16U national finalist, McCray Haggerty, another double All-American, plus... Ryder Block, who is a top eight finisher at the Cadet World Team Trials, also a past state champ, as well as Baz Diaz, who's a 15U freestyle national champ um, and a two-time Florida state champ, all in the lineup. That's insane. They've already won three straight class 3A state championships and clearly are not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, We're going to wrap up the Fargo section with the junior Greco-Roman All-Americans. There were seven of them. And we're going to lead off here with West Delaware's Wyatt Voker, who was the junior Greco national champ at 195 pounds. Voker was Iowa's only junior double All-American. He was the only one of the seven junior freestyle All-Americans to wrestle in the Greco competition. He was rewarded by winning a national title and earning All-American honors in all three disciplines. He uh, freestyle eighth place, Greco champ, and in folk style back in March, he actually made the finals. Um, so not bad, Wyatt. He's still rapidly ascending quickly, very quickly, not only because 
becoming one of Iowa's best wrestlers, but one of the country's best wrestlers as well. Um, another junior Greco All-American, Underwood's Gable Porter, second place at 126 pounds. Um, Porter, very, very good spring and summer, especially in Greco. Um, he made the finals at the Cadet World Team Trials, losing only to Alabama's Corey Land, who ultimately made the finals of the World Championships. Um, so not a bad guy to lose to there if you're Gable Porter. Um, Porter bounced back, um, went 9-0 and at the Junior Greco National Duels, where he put up a tournament-best 119 total match points across those nine matches. Pretty impressive. Then finally made the finals at the Junior Greco National Championships. Excellent stuff there from Underwood's Gable Porter. Other Junior Greco All-Americans, Southeast Polk's Tank Runyon, third place at 220 pounds. Underwood's Stevie Barnes, fifth place at 138 pounds. Union's Adam Aronson, fifth place at 182 pounds. Um, another fun fact, Aronson and Stevie were both cadet Greco All-Americans back in 2019. Here they are again as junior Greco All-Americans in 2021. That's pretty impressive. Uh, final two junior Greco All-Americans from Iowa, Don Bosco's Kale Ronavardi, sixth place at 145 pounds. And then Clarenda's Crew Howard, seventh place at 220. Big shout out to Crew Howard, man. Um, outgoing senior, headed to Nebraska Kearney next year. He was a two-time Class 2A state medalist. Then he medaled at both the Iowa State Freestyle and Greco tournaments in May, uh, third and second respectively. Then this week, um, I say this week I, just because it seems so fresh, right? Um, up in Fargo, he he reached the blood round of the Junior Freestyle uh, National Tournament at 220. He won five in a row in the Russell backs and was actually winning his blood round match six to two before losing 12 to seven and narrowly missing out on the podium. In Greco, it was basically the same script, right? Um, early loss, won five in a row to make the blood round, except this time he turned a 6-0 deficit into a 17-7 victory, capped his prep career as a Greco All-American. Outstanding stuff. One final Fargo shout-out goes to Nick Hamilton, um, a wrestler from Nebraska's Papillion La Vista. Um, that name might sound familiar because Nick Hamilton once wrestled at Underwood, along with Gable Porter and Stevie Barnes and Alex Thompson and so many other Eagle wrestlers. He was a double cadet All-American for Iowa in 2019. He was a Class 1A state champ in 2020. He won a junior Greco national title last week at 152 pounds, guys. Went 7-0, and outscored his opponents 58-3, to and he did this in the same year in which he lost both his father and his grandfather. Um, while up in Fargo, I got to see him interact with many Iowa kids. They all rooted for him throughout the seven-day tournament. He tweeted afterward that he felt support from everywhere and also said, once an Iowa kid, always an Iowa kid. In the finals against Wisconsin's Cale Anderson, Nick actually trailed one-to-one on criteria but slipped out for a reversal in the second period as Anderson attempted a gut wrench. That gave Nick a 2-1 lead and ultimately stood up as the match winner. He's a national champ. And it was so awesome to see him end a long week on top after an even longer year. Awesome stuff there for Nick Hamilton. We're going to wrap up this segment with a handful of interviews. I got three of them here for you guys. First, Four Dodges Drake Ayala, junior freestyle national champ. Then West Delaware's Wyatt Voker, junior Greco national champ. And then finally with Nick Hamilton, another junior Greco national champ. We'll go right in order. So here's Drake first. Hope you guys enjoy. So uh, how was it this year for you? Um, it's fun. It was good. I mean, I love Fargo. So. Yeah, why'd you decide to come? There's a lot of people that, that would be in your situation that might just say, hey, let's let's skip the last one. Um, I mean, I talked to the people that were close to me and what they thought and what I thought, and it was just the best thing for me at this time. So. Who are those people close to you, Drake? There? Um, Dr. Tom Brands, TJ Siebel, Adam Fellers, Morningstar, all those guys, and especially my family. So, Does a guy like Spencer Lee say anything to you? Um, I mean... 
No, not really. He lets me do my own thing. He does his own thing. <laughs> well, he'll be talking to you a lot more now, all right? Yeah. So, so Iowa's next for you. Yes, sir. Talk about Iowa a, a little bit, what it means for you to go there, why you chose Iowa. Um, Iowa, it's, it's the best place in the country, and it's the best place for me. Um, they have the same goals that I do. They do the same things I do each and every day. Families, it's family there. Have you thought about what weight class you will be there, though? Um, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. I, mean, I mean, are you still growing? I mean, could we assume you're 133? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I guess I, I, you know as much as I do. I really don't know. I mean, I know what I weigh, but I mean, I talk you, to my coach. We are going back to an Iowa team that everybody's coming back to win the national championship team. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, what are you looking forward to getting out of that next year with them? I mean, just being in that room and growing. Um, when I was there for training for two weeks, I can feel I already got a lot better. So, I mean, just being in that room, it's going to be great for me. So. Well, you said in the beginning there you love uh, Florida. Why? Um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I love it. It's like one of my favorite tournaments. I came in here as an eighth grader. I mean, I actually came here like three years before with a guy named Cullen Trever and his family. You guys probably know him. And we would watch and just dream about it. Then he won it. I went and watched him. And I won it. And then I won two more. I mean, I love this place. Did you hold the flag with the Iowa flag with the, that yep, thing at yep. the beginning? Why, why, how did that happen? Why was that important to you? Um, they just thought that I was one of the best representatives for us this time, so they picked me. Do you understand the history of the fact that it actually first one was in Iowa City? Which is where you'll yeah, be I, I seen that on an article. That's actually pretty cool. Okay. Now, Drake, talk a little bit about your family, your dad, and the sacrifices that have been made for you to you know, have yeah. the training that you've had. I know you make some drives to train. Yeah. Talk about that a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's huge for me. My family, I know how much they sacrifice for me, and that's why I love them so much. I mean, they do everything for me, and we're a really tight-knit group. Um, Drew was here too. He finished seventh, and he's just going up, and he's just getting a lot better. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw him last year, but just since then, it's insane. So, yeah, we've, I mean, I've drove an hour and a half to practice ever since sixth grade. Um, he has a little closer location now for me, TJ Siebold, that is. And, yeah. I know you're, you know, soft-spoken kid, and uh, I know, you know, I got to know you a little bit. Yeah. And I know the last, uh, you know, month or so, you, you know, got a little bit more swagger, had a little bit more to say. People doubting you. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I don't know if it's that I had a little more to say. I mean, I don't know. It was just, it's just, it's just good to get back on top after. I mean, I, obviously, Iowa City didn't go my way, so I just wanted to end this chapter on top. Well, hey, great job. Congratulations. I just also want to add one more thing. No, that's that's cool with you guys. Go for it. Everything's um, cool. I owe a lot to TJ Siebel, and he wasn't here with me today, but he's with Nate Jessaroga in Budapest, where he should be. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I owe a lot to that guy. None of these were possible without him. Awesome. That was a, that was a close one. We had a nice move to take the lead there late, and you never let up. Can you take us through that? Just pace, baby. Nobody. You read it right here, big game wrestling. Nobody does it like us, you know. We're representing our club, the state, my family, my friends, my coaches, nobody, man. Can you talk about that a little more? I mean, Dylan Cruz, my coach, and a few years ago, he found the, the nobody and just, just nobody does like us, you know? We train hard, we train in the hot room. There's nobody trains as hard as us. I got a, I got a really good pace. Guy in the semis texted me in freestyle. I put a pace on him and melted him. Same in the quarters, that guy beat me. Melted him, I teched him. That guy wrestled him before in a close match. I just had to keep going. A couple call didn't go my way. Didn't get a four when I should have. Just keep going. Keep getting that guy's face. He melted. Second period, I just melted him. What goes into that mentality? Is that coaching? Yeah. I've been 
at Dylan's for two year, a year and a half now. Dylan crew and Moose train. That's all. Right. You can look at the break. I know there's a camera on me. And Dylan just said, "You're the best. Nobody, man. You're the best. You're the man." And I repeat, I said, "I'm, I'm the best." And I was losing at the break by two. And I said, "I'm the best. I'm the best." Just, you gotta believe it, man. Confidence is big, big for me. I'm double, double All-American now. Got to stop signing finally at Fargo. Come back next year, you get two of them. So, triple crown next year. As a senior, do you have any plans to wrestle in college? Yep, I'm, I got a few decisions right now I got to make this fall. I'm going to decide where I'm going, take some visits finally. Now this COVID's over, I'll make a decision. Do you have any favorites? No, not at the time. I'm going to let this sink in, have some fun, hug my friends, hug my family, coaches, thank, thank a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of work went into this. It's, I mean, this, uh, this is really cool, but it's, it's more than this, you know. It's all the, it's all the hour drives to practice by yourself, five days a week, putting it in the summertime when everybody else is having fun outside of the room, partying, going on the lake, doing whatever. I'm just grinding, man. I want it. I want it bad. It's a passion. It's deep down inside of me. And I, I learned how to flip that switch in Greco. I mean, I got eighth in freestyle. I really wanted to win it, and you know, just you got to flip that switch and keep going. You know, win it back. I came in Greco, and I, I knew I was the best. I didn't care if I was a two seed, four seed, unseeded. I was, I was the best in that bracket. Do you have a preference in style, or is it just wrestling for you? We have fun, you know. That's another thing about big game. I mean, a lot of people in Iowa say, oh, it's tough wrestling. It's all tough, tough, tough wrestling, fun wrestling. Man, we like to have fun. Like, we have 90-degree practice room, 100 degrees sometimes. We're cracking jokes, you know, during technique, drilling. We're having fun. Me and my buddy, Hunter Garvin, kind of came up with that just... We like fun wrestling. It was a shame he couldn't wrestle. He'd be holding up two of these things. He's, he's the baddest man. Me and him talk a lot about just, you know, our passion, our beliefs and stuff, what we, what we do it for. And it's, it's more than the accomplishments. It's, it's a friendship. It's a family there. We just, we like fun wrestling. I mean, it's, this is awesome. This is a dream come true. I've, been, I've, I've had so many dreams about this. And took a nap right after my semifinal. And I was just wrestling in my mind, and Dylan said, you've been here a hundred times before. You've won every time. You're the best. You're the best. I believe that, man. I believe I'm the best. I can go wrestle college guys right now. I'm the best. When did becoming a national champion become a goal for you? Um, two years ago, it was my first year here. I had no idea what it was. I mean, some of my buddies had wrestled here, but it was like another tournament. And I got to the semis in freestyle, I got sixth. And I made it to the quarters in Greco. I ended up getting fourth in Greco. This is, this is a, that was the funnest week of my life. And I was like, once I got to crew, I was like, I can't wait till Fargo. Last year sucked, but me and Dylan, man, we were training every day. We were just talking about that. He said, could have been one of the best things that ever happened to me not having Fargo last year. We were just training with no, no tournament in sight. We were just having fun, getting better, getting a lot better, and working towards stuff like this. Not many countries in the U.S., or not many states in the U.S. train a lot of Greco. We love Greco. We love we love the hand fighting. We love it. Dylan's a big Greco guy. He's been a big part of the success. Uh, West Delaware has helped me a lot. My my co head coach Jeff Voss drove down last night. Didn't tell me. Made an eight-hour drive. Got here at six in the morning just to watch me in the semis and finals today. I mean, he's the best. He helps me lifting. He gets me in the room there in town. He wrestles with me still. So. West Delaware has been a big part of my success, too. I've been wrestling there since I was four years old. 
So I, lo- I love those guys. What's next for you? You just gonna take some time off, get ready for the season, or is it back to work? I'm taking. So we're taking a little break off. I mean, we haven't had a break since freaking last summer. So we're gonna take some time off, just settle, let our bodies recover. I mean, we're all banged up, so <clears throat> we gotta recover, and then we're gonna start practicing again in September. I'm playing football at West Delaware, but I'm gonna go to Super 32 this year in October. Try to win a belt. That's my plan. I'm gonna win a belt in October, then have high school season. You'll see me back at Fargo next year. And I'm gonna to try to make a world team. So hopefully I'm on the world team next year. So Nick, that was a real tight one. How were you able to hold on late for this national title? I've been training so hard the past six months. It's been a it's been a long year. But I just I've been through hardships this year. I'm just glad I came out on top. You say you've been through hardships. Can you talk about that? Uh, I, I lost my grandfather and my father this year, and uh, I'm just happy I can make them both proud. So. I saw you were a two-time state champ once in Iowa and then this past year in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about uh, the decision on making that move and what it's been like? Um, it was a tough decision, but it was more based off of family stuff. But I, I found a new home in, at Nebraska, and I'm just loving it, so... Talk a little bit about your training since you've moved. Uh, i just been training so hard. Me and uh, my buddy Garrett Grice, Evan Knoyer, we've just been training so hard trying to uh, get our titles this year. But it's, it's been a fun, long road. So, What was your uh, mentality going into that match? I just wanted to have fun. Win or lose, I'm having fun. Uh, keep good technique, hold, my, hold position, just have fun. Can you talk more about what it means to you to win this stop sign? It means it means a ton. I'm I'm beyond thankful. So, yeah. What's next for you? Uh, take a week or two off, and then uh, then it's back to season, or possibly to Super 32. We'll see what happens. So. Last part of the pod here, guys, where we're going to highlight Nate Jessaroga from Southeast Polk, a bronze medal winner at the Cadet Men's Freestyle World Championships. Nate, he just went 2-1, and one, but the way the World Championships work, that's kind of all he needed to do to win a medal. Um, allow me to explain, because I know that can be a little confusing. The World Championships, for those who do not know, operates with a repechage rule. So basically, that means they contest the bracket as if it were a single elimination tournament um, until the finalists are decided. Once the finalists are decided, everybody the finalists beat along the way to reach the finals then get to wrestle each other in another single elimination tournament to decide who wins bronze. That's why you see one gold, one silver, and then two bronze medalists at all of wrestling's world championship events. In the case of Nate, here's what happened. Uh, Nate began his tournament with a 4-2 win over Turkey's Rezul Dogan. Um, Nate trailed 2-2 on criteria in the second period and scored a takedown with 10 seconds left to win in advance. In the quarterfinals, Nate lost to Uzbekistan's Nodirbek Humanazarov 10-0. Humanazarov scored a takedown in the second period and caught Nate in a trap arm gut. Sometimes that happens at the world level, guys. Everybody's pretty good. Luckily for Nate, Humanazarov then won again to advance to the world finals, which pulled Nate back into the repechage. Makes sense now? And actually, because Humanazarov advanced to the quarterfinals via forfeit, Nate automatically advanced to the bronze medal match against Armenia's Tigran Bun- 
Bunya Tanyan. I'm probably butchering these names because I'm not super familiar with Cadet Men's Freestyle International Wrestling, but hey, we're doing our best. Um, in the bronze medal match, Nate beat Armenia 6-2, rallied from down 2-0 thanks to three consecutive go-behind takedowns. That pace was just relentless, guys. Um, Nate Jessaroga is officially one of the best wrestlers on the planet. He was just the fourth Iowa high schooler to make the Cadet World Team since UWW reinstated the Cadet World Championships in 2011. Now he's just Iowa's second ever cadet world medalist joining Glenwood's Jeff Jens who won a world silver medal back in 1987 that was before UWW took away the cadet world championships for about a decade shout out to uh, old southeast polk coach Jason Christensen for that fun fact but that is rare rare company for Nate guys and a spectacular accomplishment with the help of USA Wrestling we have Nate's post world championship interview here for you guys to cap today's show let's go to the champ now Okay, Nate Jessaroga, you are the Cadet World Bronze Medalist. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Excited. Uh, you wrestled a really tough match. Uh, I think you, he got the first takedown and you battled back and, and outscored him six, six to nothing after that point. Can you talk to us a little bit about it? So, yeah, I was, I was unexpected there. Like, the uh, foreign style of like, squeezing on elbows. But TJ, TJ helped me out with this whole... Uh, after after yesterday's match and all today of of uh, getting them off my elbow, attacking the left side so I can open up my offense, and that's what I just focused on and I executed the plan basically. Yeah. So tough quarterfinal match yesterday, but you bounced back strong to come and get the bronze. What was that like for you? Uh, it was really disappointing losing, obviously, but then you have to get focused on making way and then. Hopefully he wins so then I can wrestle again. So. How did you bounce back when you have a loss like that? How do you recuperate? Uh, just focusing on being the next best thing, basically. Talk about team chemistry. What's it been like to be around these guys? Uh, it's fun. They're, we're all really close. and they're, They compete at a high level. They're the best in the nation. So I, I want to I surround myself with guys like those. So I like it. It's good. What does it mean to you to win a medal representing your country? Uh, it means a lot. I, lo I love America, and it it means that I have to fight for, fight for the country and give it my all for them. Besides, you know, winning the bronze and, and standing on the podium, what do you think is going to be your your most memorable experience from this whole trip? Um, I um, I'd say the wrestling. Wrestling these guys, uh, uh, I've never wrestled them before, so it's just it's just a good experience. Really. If I made you say one thing outside of wrestling, could you could you think of anything? Uh, yeah, I, I like the food. Here. <laughs> what, what's the best dish you've had? I, mean, I don't even know what it's all called, but I, I like it. They they treat us well at the hotels. So. Fair enough. Compare and contrast being here at the Cadet Worlds for wrestling at the Iowa High School State Wrestling Championship? Um, well, these guys are all the best in the world. They're all the guys who I've played at my level and get, uh, perform to the best of my ability to be able to win. So, like, in, as in state, I can perform not as well, but still be able to win. I have to perform my best out here, so. How do you move forward making a college decision? I know this is recruiting time. Any thoughts on that? Um, well, I haven't really thought about it much. I've just been focusing on this tournament. But we'll, we'll see. I don't know. 
thanks. Congratulations. That's all we've got today, you guys. Glad to be back, and thanks a bunch again for listening. Uh, be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, and be sure to also subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos throughout the season and in the off season. Got a handful of other shows playing for you guys later this week, and then hopefully we'll get some uh, some weekly interviews in uh, to kind of uh, you know satiate that wrestling hunger between the end of the Olympics and the beginning of the uh, 21-22 season. It's going to be here before we know it. So you guys can find all the links um, from uh, last week in the show notes. Thanks a bunch for listening. Again, we will talk to you guys again soon. 